Kilda. G'day. Hello, and welcome to How to Be Concussed. My name's Timothy Giles. I've had two significant brain injuries, and I'm recording this conversation with you when I've had a, a much smaller concussion, and I'm just over a week into it. If you have experience around concussion, you will have heard. You just need to rest. You have to. The various ways that the instructions about rest come from anyone clinical, anyone in any therapeutic or healing process, and definitely also then from those around us who see the experience of concussion on us. You have to rest. So, and how to be concussed. Let's look at how do we rest. So we know it's the key. And when we're doing well, living through and with concussion, we often rest. But here's what I want to chat about just in the next couple of minutes. Why is rest such a significant thing? What actually is rest? Like, is it always sleep? How then do we rest? And why is it so damn hard? So those are things I, I want to talk about for a moment. Rest in terms of brain recovery. Now, look, I'm, I'm not a clinician. I'm just someone who's lived with this for a number of years. What we do know is that the brain to heal itself requires rest and recovery time. Just like when you injure a muscle, you break a bone, you cause some sort of stress to your body physically, it needs to rest to recover, and the brain is much the same. I have always found it really hard to rest. Here's the first experience I had around it when I had a significant brain injury. <laughs> it was quite a nasty, nasty blow to the head, that one. I didn't realise I wasn't well, and I talk about this often, that when your brain isn't working well, you often don't realise that it's not working well. I had one of those rare occasions where a really good clinician, a neuropsychologist called James, James Cunningham was his name. In his own time, I was living with my then, I think, about eight-year-old daughter. He came round to meet her. He wasn't paid to do this. And he just said... Uh, I'm going to have a conversation with you about Dad. And maybe I'll have a conversation, you know, with her about what the experience of being a child of someone living with concussion and potentially brain injury is, but let's do that another time. He came around to talk to her about what had happened to her dad and what she could do. It was the most amazing conversation. I don't remember much of it, but I remember the consequence of one key part of it. And a really key consequence of part of it was this. When she, my little eight-year-old, looked up at me and said, Dad, you're tired, then I had to go and have a rest. That was the rules. Even if I absolutely knew that I wasn't tired. I knew I was fine. <laughs> Here were the rules. I had to go to my bedroom. I had to darken the room, turn the lights off, pull the blinds or, or curtains. I had to turn off any devices that I had there. I had to undress and I had to get under the covers in bed. Only when I'd done all of that, and remember, my eight-year-old is the one telling me I'm tired, I'm like, no, I'm fine. But those were the rules. This is the agreement that I made with James, the neuropsychologist, the clinical expert, and the agreement with my daughter. Only after I was in bed, under the covers, undressed, in a darkened bedroom, with no devices, no noise, nothing happening, taken a few breaths, only then was I allowed to say, See, I'm fine. I can get on with my day. 100% of the times, 
that she said to me, Dad, you're tired. You need a rest. And I'm like, no, I'm fine. But that was my commitment. I'd made the promise to my little girl. I had to do it 100% of the times. When she said, you're tired, and I was like, this is ridiculous. I'm great. I would end up in bed and finally realize when the room was darkened that I was actually really tired. In the early days, and by that I mean the early couple of years, it was a fairly significant concussion, that one. I would sleep every time. (laughs) So the reason I tell you that story is that we often don't realize that we need rest. But then what it also shows is how hard it can be to actually get down to rest. I want to talk then a little bit about what rest is. So that's the ultimate end of rest, isn't it? You get into the bedroom, you close everything down, you make it calm. It's all about aiming essentially at sleep, which we understand as being rest. But it's not the only rest, and it's not the rest that is necessarily most important in managing concussion, and especially in your early days. Rest is about a lack of stimulus. It's about a lack of stress, a lack of inputs, a lack of pressure. Now, you think about a a restful weekend, a restful evening, a restful morning. You're away from work. You're away from things that are asking things of you, tasking you. You've got some space and some time to yourself. It's restful. As I talk to you now, I'm, I'm looking out the window and it's quite restful out there. I can't see any cars. I can't see any people. There's a bit of a wind blowing that maybe you can you can hear. It's almost stormy. But just a few clouds scudding across the sky and it, it's restful. There's no intense stimulation. There's nothing demanding my attention. And I think that's the key in terms of how to rest, is if we can reduce the things that demand our attention. I have lived for years now without a television or without a screen for entertainment in my home environment. And the reason for that is that the stimuli of movies, television, videos, video games, it's a big stressor actually on the brain and I particularly notice it on mine. It drains and tires me. Look, I'll still go and watch things and later in the weekend went round to a friend's place and watched the game, the big game. But removing that from my life was really, really important. I realised that watching moving pictures, videos, it was no longer restful for my brain. That level of stimuli was actually quite stressful. So reducing that means my brain has a much more restful day. Screens of any sort, right? I've taken out the big ones, but I'm pretty shocking on my phone. I'll spend too much time on my phone. If I am lying down, but I've got my phone there, I ain't resting. My body, yeah, but that's not what we're dealing with here. We're dealing with trying to rest our brain, and it's a much more complicated thing, I think. We know how to rest the body. We understand that. But resting the brain takes a bit of skill. And using screens doesn't work. The screens fire up, our brain fires up, literally inside it, in response to that stimulus. So we've got to reduce the stimulus to our brain. I struggle with the phone thing, and I need to to get better at that. I know that if I'm on my phone, my brain won't rest. Now, rest doesn't mean I'm completely inactive. I can be sitting having a conversation with someone, and that can be quite restful. I can be reading. That can be quite restful. Except for me, it can't be from a screen. 
I could be out doing something physical, right? Going for a walk when I'm, you know, at the moment I'm not physically well enough currently, but normally I love swimming and I really like to, well, I don't like to run, but I like how it feels afterwards. Now that physical activity and for me, swimming something I love. I've got a mate who adores the gym. It's a restful place. Why? Because the body is occupied, the body is doing something, and the brain has very little to do. If I'm swimming, my brain is on slow repeat. The body does it automatically. The same on going for a walk. Ideally not somewhere busy or unfam- you know, unfamiliar that's got noise around. So restful things don't always mean necessarily sleeping, but they mean controlling the stimulus or the stresses that come in onto our brain. Another part of rest, then in terms of how to and why it's so hard is having something that's undone I don't mean you know we're forgetful and I've forgotten to do it my trousers I'm heading out the door which does happen no that's not what I'm talking about I have got a phone call I've been meant to make I've got a bill I need to pay I've got a conversation I need to have I've got something I need to get in if that's nagging away at me and I haven't done it it's going to interfere with my rest So I think there's two things on that. Of course, the uh, motivational life speakers will tell us that you need to actualize yourself and get control of your life and do the stuff that needs to be done. But sometimes we don't have the juice to do what needs to be done. And part of the skill of rest is being okay with that. For me, writing a little list as I talk to you, I've got a list stuck up on the wall of things that I'm half done got to do and I've got some ticks by some things I have done I like to leave those up for a while (laughs) so make me feel a bit better with the things I haven't got to for me that's a way of parking that okay I will get to that not right now right now I need to rest we may not notice that those things are stressing us and they're nagging away and that can be a part of what stops us resting and if we go I've done nothing today but I don't feel rested that can be a part of the reason why Unfortunately, also with concussion, one of the symptoms is to wake without feeling refreshed. So you slept, you wake, and you don't feel refreshed. But that's what it is. Tell you what, though, I may not feel refreshed in the way I would do of a non-concussion-related sleep, but I feel better than I did before I closed my eyes. So I hope that's brought some idea of some different ways of resting, calming stuff down, bringing some space of lower stimuli. For me, taking screens out has been really, really important. And yep, I'm working on the phone thing. I I need to do better at that. So another way of looking at this is, I was chatting with a a mate of mine who has had a brain injury. Gosh, it was a couple of years ago now he was telling me, and (laughs) it seemed much more recent to me. I said, how are you going? And he goes, oh, I'm doing really, I'm doing so much better. I'm like, oh yeah, he goes, yeah, 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 I'm doing more. Now, he was self-employed. He employed a few people and ran a business. That business is no more like me when I got my first big brain injury. I, I lost my businesses, lost my work, lost my house, all, all that stuff. So my mate Mark couldn't run his business anymore. But he's doing better, he said. I said, oh, yeah, well, how are you doing? He goes, oh, I'm just, I'm making more of an effort. I'm getting stuff done. I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. I was wondering what was coming. Well, here's what it looks like. He goes, I hang the washing out and I get it back in. I vacuum at least once a week and sometimes on the weekend as well. And I'm making some meals. Now, this is a bloke who has run businesses, been self-employed himself, employed people. And he was genuinely feeling good about doing more. Hanging out the washing, getting it back in. Vacuuming up around the house during the week, sometimes on the weekend. 
and making some meals, cooking some meals for his family. Now, we then had a conversation where I was congratulating him on that and I was genuinely proud of him for achieving that. Here's a couple of reasons why. It's easy to live in chaos and that relates partly to my list of things I need to do. I'm going to forget what I'm meant to do and when I'm halfway through doing it. Being around mess and chaos and incompleted stuff is not restful, it is stressful. So that thing of getting the washing out and then getting it back in contributes. Of course, when Mark's partner gets home, when the kids are around, it means that home is just a little bit better because he's doing that. Well done. (laughs) You know, completing that, getting it done means a more restful environment that you're in. It also means that you get some time with your family where they're not having to do everything for you. If that's physically possible for you, it's a great thing. Was it a small thing for an adult man? Yeah. But also, he felt good about it. And I know what it feels like to feel good about it. So I congratulated him. The vacuuming is the same. It's just that process of it's a bit of effort. You do it. And it feels better afterwards for me when I talk about running. And I'm lucky. My my body sustains me normally that I can do that as an exercise. And I feel really grateful for that. I don't like it when I start. Afterwards, I always love it. I always feel so good and then who was the last bit that he talked about and i want to spend a bit of time on this around resting he talked about he's been cooking some meals for his family well i got my first brain injury in my 30s and i absolutely knew how to cook but when i would look at the kitchen and i'd look at food ingredients i would know that i knew how to cook a meal could i do it could i want no chance I could get things out and then I would just get confused. I would lose my way and it was really, really disheartening. So well done to Mark on making that progress on that. And it's a good sign of brain recovery being able to do that. Not taking on too much is another key to resting. So resting is about finding space to be calm. And I'm going to talk about that in a moment just before we wrap up. But it's also about not taking too much on. And Mark and I were kind of laughing about the conversation we're having as two adult men congratulating each other and genuinely meaning it for getting the laundry done, getting clothes washed, hung out, brought back in, for vacuuming around the house, for making a meal. But we know that that's not stuff that when you're concussed is easy to do. So the other part of resting is being happy with what it is you're able to do and actually acknowledging that. And yeah, I know it's really, really frustrating that we can't do what we used to do. But a big part of rest is to find a way of being at ease, of being comfortable with what we can do and having that be enough. So here's my concluding thoughts about rest. I um, have never been to an osteo before and I've been going to an osteopath SJ and been learning quite a lot. It's a very non-invasive, very low-impact form of healing. It's kind of odd, but we'll talk about that another time. But what I've learned from this is that rest is active. And by that I mean calming down is quite hard. <laughs> like, I don't know if you've ever, in a conversation with a, a friend or a partner or relative, been like, um, you need to calm down. That doesn't go that well. doesn't go that well. Saying it to myself. I mean, try saying it to yourself right now as you're thinking like, you need to calm down. You need to calm down. It's So that's actually a task. It's a challenge. It's a skill. But it's what an amazing skill set. So in terms of how to rest, if we take some focus on going, you know what? I'm going to become skilled at calming down. 
People need to know that stuff. And if we can, in a moment that we need it, bring calm, bring it. That's a skill set worth developing. I mean, that's way harder than cooking meals and getting washing in and out. Certainly way harder than just going to work. Wherever you go in your life, if you are able to calm down, to be calm, that's a huge achievement. It's one to celebrate. So take a look at that. You're going to have to rest if you're concussed. So I'd invite you, and this is what I've been working on after my experience with SJ, the osteo yesterday, is breathing to be calm. That actually being calm is my goal. How can I achieve that? It's quite a lot to do. I've been using breathing. I've been coming noticing where my body is tense. I've been allowing thoughts that worry me to just go. Many years ago, my first brain injury, I am... I found that rare thing of a really good meditation teacher. I might talk about her sometime too. She was something else. But she had this nice image of, imagine that your thoughts are leaves that drop into a river and it just flows past you. And you see that thought and then you just let it go. Let that leaf go. Let it go. And then what do I do? I come back to a breath to try and relax. And how can I move it from not try and relax but to actually relax? See? Rest. It's a huge skill set for us to develop. I hope you can do some work on it in the next few hours, in the next few days. Because what a reward and what a win if you and I can become people who are skilled at resting, who can calm down. We could calm ourselves down. We could calm others down. That, that's worth putting some work into. That is a part of how to be concussed. Thanks for the chat.